Welcome to Real Talk, Real Women, Breaking the Silence Around Abuse. I am Gemma Serenity Gorokov, and today we have a very special guest. I am thrilled to have you all here with us for this powerful and transformative conversation. Today, our exceptional guest has embarked on a journey of profound discovery and healing, leading not only herself, but also countless others towards a path of transformation. Join me in extending a warm welcome to Jenny Pierce. Jenny's initial pursuit of mastering horsemanship opens the door to a world far beyond her expectations, a world of deep connection, healing, and personal growth. Through her experiences, she has gained insights that go beyond what meets the eye. Challenging conventional beliefs and shedding light on the remarkable connection between all living beings. The heart of Jenny's message beats with the pages of her latest book titled Holy Shit, Is That Really True? Far from just being a unique perspective, this book acts as a guide, leading readers on a transformative journey of their own. It's a compass that points toward a destination of healing, happiness, and wholeness. The central theme of this book is the extraordinary transformation from sadness to happiness, from brokenness to wholeness and beyond. What's even more captivating is that Jenny's impact isn't confined to the written word. She is a visionary founder of Happiness and Healing with Horses, a global initiative that has touched lives in over 14 countries and counting. With a passion that ignited 27 years ago, Jenny embarked on a path of alternative healing practitioner, weaving the wisdom of horses into her approach. Two decades of dedication and growth has have culminated in a methodology that beautifully merges the realms of healing and horsemanship. It's truly inspiring to learn that Jenny's teachings have resonated with over three thousand students worldwide, each benefiting from her guidance and wisdom. And as she poses the question, will you be the next one? The invitation is extended to all of us, an opportunity to explore our potential from, for transformation, growth and self-discovery. Jenny Pierce's work is a testament to the immense power within each of us to navigate our own journey from despair to joy, from fractured to whole. Today, we are in need for an enlightening conversation that promises to leave us with a fresh perspective on healing, connection, and personal empowerment. So, without further ado, let's welcome Jenny Pierce, because there is something very special today. We are going to explain how to get the sting out of assholery. <laughs> I, love it. I actually made that word up to describe, humorously describe, terrible behaviour, you know, yeah. really terrible behaviour um, that you don't want to laugh at because it's so bad, but the, we can actually change the world with lightness of spirit. Totally. Mm. Totally. That is yeah. true. I mean beaten, put down, rape, financial, sexual abuse, all these things, sometimes almost killed, all these things, they are very, very deeply traumatic 
and they leave scars for decades. And coming up with something to laugh about, it's really going beyond healing into humorous transformation of what it is about. So as holery is one of those way of bringing some lightness. Well, we spiritual people can often um, uh, can often try too hard to be sweetness and light. And in that, we can miss the biggest messages, which actually come from the recognition of the assholery. <laughs> that is true. That is yeah. true. And it's true that it stinks, and sometimes with venom. Yes. Yeah, that's right. So it's like, I think it's a, one of these rare chapters that are so like shocking that you do remember them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the, the thing I um, wanted to bring to this assholery topic is that um, people don't behave like, happy people don't behave like assholes. Um, and it's easy to um, um, it's easy to think that we're responsible for making them happy but the thing is happiness comes from within um, we can try we can do things to make them happy over and over and over again and the happiness only lasts for a short period of time. It's kind of like the same happiness that you get from a new pair of shoes. It only lasts for a short period of time. So making somebody else happy, making us responsible for someone else's happiness is only going to bring temporary happiness and then the arsehole pops back up again. Like... I'm, I'm sure all your listeners have experienced this. They turn themselves inside out to make this guy happy. Um, and it only lasts for a little while and then bang, up comes the asshole again. So here's the thing. What can we do about it? Mm, that's <laughs> a good we, question. How can we take the sting out of this asshole and the asshole behaviour? So... I, I listened to, I went to see Marianne Williamson when she was in Melbourne. Have you come across Marianne? She's just yes. the most amazing woman. She's running for president of the USA at the moment, um, campaigning hard, and we can all keep our fingers crossed you know, the idea of bringing love to the presidency. <laughs> um, <laughs> quite exciting, actually. Um, when I was in Melbourne um, listening to her, there was a young woman who was having trouble with her husband. And she was asking Marion's advice on what to do. And Marion said, um, pray for his happiness. Yep. Um, pray for his happiness for two. Pray for, for happiness. Yeah, pray for, for, pray for his happiness. Pray for his happiness for two minutes a day for a month. And at the end of a month, he will have been transformed or you won't care. It was the most beautiful piece of advice. 
And I take that a little bit further because it's really hard. You know, we're joking about our salary, but we're talking guys who are seriously, you know, you know, the stuff they're doing is just so horrifying. And it's hard to pray for someone like that. <laughs> it's yeah. hard. It's hard to wish them to be happy. So here's something that I came up with uh, to deal with a problem that I was having where I could not genuinely wish someone happiness. This, this particular guy, I could not wish him happiness. He just caused so much harm. But I knew that my own inner peace and my own happiness depended on finding the inner peace within me. So I just wished I could wish him happiness. Well, that's good. Yeah. And, good. and the energy just shifted. I, I felt the energy just shift around me. Mm -hmm. So... You know, spending two minutes a day, two quiet minutes a day, just wishing the asshole happiness <laughs> or wishing we could wish the asshole happiness. Yeah. Um, and here's the other part of the, here's the other part of the picture. When we truly understand where someone's coming from, when we truly understand the trauma behind their own behaviour, when we understand the big picture behind what's happening, uh, when we understand how the generational influences has have, have brought this person to this place, when we when we actually really feel that within our heart, there is no forgiveness. It's not even necessary uh, because, because it's released already. Because it's 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 released. It's gone. There is no judgment when we're in that space now i get it you know when you're in the middle of domestic violence and somebody says that to you you want to get them with a brick and hit them over the head <laughs> but here's the thing our happiness depends our inner peace depends on understanding others and and depends on understanding difficult relationships you know that's an understatement calling a domestic abuse situation a difficult relationship. But if we can find a willingness to understand what brought them to this place, then everything shifts. And if not a willingness, a curiosity. Can we find curiosity? Like, right now, what on earth made this man like this? What on earth, what on earth created this monster? Frankenstein, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So a willingness to understand somebody is all we need for 30 days worth of I wish you happiness. to transform something. That ties back to another episode we recorded quite a while ago. And 
the person prayed her husband away. And the way of doing that is, I just pray for your highest happiness away from me. So yeah. just be happy, have your coming to Jesus moment or whatever epiphany that you can have. I pray you away. And indeed, 30 days is what took that man to decide to leave the household and go on on his own. Yeah. So it did work. Mm. Pretty amazing. Yeah. I, I wish I'd known this when I was dealing with my um, yeah, right. who was uh, really abusive. Mm -hmm. But... Um, yeah, it's fear and fear is such an interesting subject. People talk about not being afraid, um, but my take on fear is completely different. It's fear is a survival mechanism that's designed to keep us safe. That's um, the fear. And then, and then we have the um, fear and excitement also collapse together, and you can't tell them apart when you don't, when you can't listen to, when you can't make yourself safe, when you can't listen to fear and use it to make yourself safe, or, or don't understand how to. Then fear and excitement collapse together, and we can actually be feeling excitement, yeah, and think it's fear. I, I look. I, I look around the world all the time. I, pe I see people saying, "Face your fear and do it anyway." Yeah, yeah. What the hell are they talking about? <laughs> like the excitement you know, and do it with joy. Yes, exactly. Um, they, they're not saying. I'm sure they're not saying. Um, you know, when you get a do 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 moment, looking in that dark alley, walk down it anyway. Um, they're not saying. You know. Um, see the bus coming and step out in front of it, then they're confused between fear and excitement. They both run out of the adrenal glands and they collapse together when we don't listen to fear the way, we, way it was designed to be listened to. They collapse together and we can't tell the difference between fear and excitement, which then means that we sabotage ourselves every time we feel excitement. Is amazing as a as a really understanding because right now I'm thinking about those roller coaster ride that you voluntarily pay to be on that is scary as hell. You really think you're going to die, even though you don't, and even though everything is secure. But actually, what people want when they absolutely want to have this experience again is that excitement to a level that they cannot comprehend. And, and, and feeling, sometimes I heard them say, I feel alive and I'm here, like, thank you, I feel dying. <laughs> I feel alive, yeah, wow, good for you. But actually, it's that mix up between fear and excitement. If you ask me, I'm going to tell you I'm terrified of that. I do not go on that. As other people, they're going to tell you, it is the best experience ever because that fear and excitement being one and the same, uh, level of uh, of experience, it's completely thrilling. 
So it's interesting. For me, I feel fear in my solar plexus. Um, that's how I can um, tell the, the difference. This is going back a while. Now I can just flow with excitement and love it and it's joyful. And um, But in the old days, um, my fear and excitement were dramatically collapsed together and... Um, and I couldn't tell the difference. So I spent my whole life running around, running away from things that were exciting. Mm-hmm. So that's a great way to sabotage your life. Oh, yeah. Um, um, what was I going to say? So, yeah, I jumped out of a plane. So I know what you're, what you're talking about with the, you know, the roller coaster thing. Um, I, had a fear, I had a fear of falling off a horse, so I jumped out of a plane to see if I could beat the fear of falling off a horse. <laughs> <laughs> and it turned out to be one of the most amazing experiences of my life. Wow. Yeah. Um, I, I, I would have, um, if I'd had the money, I would have gone and bought a parachute and been jumping every weekend. Wow. Um, it was such an incredible experience. Fabulous. Yeah. Okay, so let's rewind a little bit. The same question I'm asking all my guest speakers. What kind of abuse did you overcome? Because we understand that you have overcome through healing with horses, teaching that to others. What did you have to heal from? My father was um, um, a violent drunk. Oh. And he used to beat the crap out of my mother and of us. And uh, one of the worst things that I remember, a lot of, a lot of my memories were were blanked, um, but one of the worst memories that I remember was actually waking up to him beating me. Um, so he he had come in, our room was a mess, and, you know, he just hauled us out of um, bed to beat the crap out of us for a messy room um, in the middle of the night. <laughs> so there's a, a shock thing that happens to your body, and the way I dealt with that was to disconnect so people used to look at me and think that Jenny Pierce was a very strong woman because there was nobody home. <laughs> um, but that also meant disconnection from joy and excitement and happiness and all the rest of it. And in underneath that was, in underneath the disconnection was um, every now and again I would explode and I would scare the crap out of myself, let alone everybody around me. Because we can only push stuff down for so long. And there's two kinds of consequences from pushing stuff down. Um, one is making ourselves incredibly sick, uh, sick unto death very often. Um, and the other one is eventually exploding. So some people make themselves sick, some people explode. So really, I was turning into my father, Mm. which is really scary. Mm. So horses have actually understanding, getting, understanding the connection between me and my horse and then realising it wasn't just between me and my horse, it was everybody else was capable of doing what I was doing and all the other horses in the world were capable of doing for their people what my horse was doing for me and then understanding that um, 
the same connection between me and my horse is the same connection between you and me and um, and the listeners out there listening. We've all got this commonality where we can actually use that to transform the world around us in such an exciting way. So women who think they are powerless in domestic violence situations, man, you know, I could almost dance with excitement because they are so far from powerless, it's not funny. And, you know, that, that simple little, you know, that simple little uh, technique about wishing them, wishing the asshole happiness for 30 days or wishing you could wish the asshole happiness for 30 days. Um, yeah, 28 method when it's too hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah when it's I hard. wish I could wish you good. I can't, yeah. but I wish I could wish you good. And, and and when we understand that our own inner peace and happiness is dependent on that understanding, on understanding them, then it puts a whole new perspective on it, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. So even to this day, um, there are some things that will cause me to disconnect. Um, but the beautiful thing is that these days I notice it and then I can choose um, to disconnect or I can choose to actually feel into it and connect and and make a transformation in whatever it is that caused that disconnect. That's powerful stuff. It yeah. is powerful stuff, yeah. I remember disconnection was a soul version I chose when I accepted against my will to go into one of those super rapid, just a bowl where you just are strapped in there and they just send you with a very strong elastics. Uh, oh, yeah, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> and that was just, to me, that was just like a complete nightmare. You just don't, don't do that. And when I was, I accepted that experience because the other person, but you, you had to be two just for a question of balance of weight. You had to be two in there. And that other person, that was his dream to do it. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do it with you, for you, so that you can have the time of your life and I'm going to die of my life, whatever. But I know it was safe anyway because I see everybody coming in and out, so you don't actually die. But I did actually disconnect. I allowed my body to quote-unquote, sleep there and my spirit to go visit other dimensions. Mm. Like, no, 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 not that. That's yeah. too awful. <laughs> <laughs> when it was objectively safe, but I mean, awful. Oh, is it? Objectively, oh. it is. I mean, okay. I, I think all sorts of weird things happen to our body in those kind of... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, okay, I understand that the kind of abuse is waking up to being physically beaten. Never to death because you are well alive, but still, like, breaking all sense of worthiness, all sense of, of well-being, all sense of happiness, breaking connection to your 
innermost feelings because at any moment in time you can be beaten to a way that really really feels dangerous yeah so the the thing that it did to me is um i would have actually made a really good psychopath that yeah. disconnection that disconnection is actually what psychopaths do yeah um but my desire to be good with horses actually changed changed that whole uh, journey um, because they have a spirit that is so big and so strong. Oh, gosh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. They are such amazing creatures. <laughs> um, did you know that within 55 metres of a relaxed horse that your heartbeat slows and evens out, your breathing slows, your blood pressure comes down and your brain waves even out? Wow. That they, within 55 metres of a relaxed horse, their heart field is so strong that they actually take you into the beginnings of a meditative state. Yeah. That's why so many of us adore horses. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, only we didn't realise that was why. But it's only relaxed horses that have that impact. So uh, my herd of horses here are just like, you know, they throw switches in people. <laughs> wow. It's really, it's really amazing. There's one more thing I want to talk about, about fear, um, for all your beautiful listeners who've been feeling powerless in the face of fear. Mm -hmm. When you understand what to do about your fear, it's gone. Now, that's a big, that's a really big statement to make. I understand that that's a really big statement to make. I have worked with thousands of, it must be thousands of times I've worked with people now. And as soon as they understand their fear, it's gone and it goes that fast. Instant healing. It's it's instant fear. The, the healing can actually take a bit of time to process because the cells of your body have to actually kind of, you know, um, come back to life and stuff. But I'm talking about... God, I wish I knew this stuff when I was a child. Um, I actually teach kids this stuff now. Um, it's so beautiful to teach kids this stuff. See, the fear is our inner guidance system telling us something, telling us what to do, mm -hmm. guiding us to what mm -hmm. to do, what to know or do, what to know or do. That's two very important uh, distinctions. So sometimes fear will be saying, um, uh, go for a drive now because, you know, um, that's a very good idea. <laughs> but when we don't listen to our fear, then um, it gets bigger. And each, each time we push fear down and ignore it, it adds on to the next one. Each fear intensifies the next one until it doesn't take a big fear to tip us into terror. 
you know, it can be quite a, a small fear that tips us into terror. And the, the kind of dread that uh, we live in when uh, we're living in abuse Um, gosh, I, I just would love everybody listening to just um, pay gentle attention to their breath for a moment and feel the power of what I'm about to say. I promise you that if you listen to your fear, Ask the question, what do I need to know or do about it? When you get that answer, I promise you that fear will just disappear. Okay. In fact, even as I'm talking, I can feel every part of my body vibrating with the truth of that. So the next time we feel that fear that is overwhelming and making us stop thinking so much it's overwhelming, that kind of fear that is really like, oh, God. Instead of asking ourselves, what am I going to do? May we ask ourselves, what is... Do I need to know or do? What do I need to know or do? about that fear yeah there's one more question i call these the magic questions there's one more question well there's actually two more but there was one more important one because of the connection between us because of the connection between um, um me and my father um be, 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 the life force that is within me was within him is within you is within that beautiful tree outside my windows, is within my beautiful horses. It is the same life force. And the connection between us, because of that common life force, we're experiencing that connection all the time, whether we know it or not. So when we feel fear in a situation of a domestic abuse, as an example, that is not going to be all our fear. We're going to be feeling his fear too. And when we don't ask ourselves, what am I meant to know or do about this fear? When we're not open to the idea that we might be feeling his fear as well, then we escalate each other. how to explain better because for god's sake there is no blame or judgment in that um, um in what i just said it would be easy for people who are used to blaming themselves um to think that that's a, a blame thing and it is surely not um this is just a simple thing that when i feel fear and um when I when I feel some of his fear and some of mine because he's an asshole, he's behaving like an asshole at the moment, then I add my fear, I add his fear onto my fear, and it goes up. 
And then because of the connection between the two of us and because our unspoken stuff is greater than our spoken stuff, he feels my fear here and adds his old fear to it and up it goes. And because we're still not understanding what's going on here, I see that fear mirrored at me, add my fear to it, and up we go again. That's what I mean by escalation. This is true. This is um, true. And it just takes, just, <laughs> it's, a, it's a big deal when you're overwhelmed, but I wonder if I could give them a trigger to help them with an overwhelm. Yeah, we could. Um, okay. If everybody just pays attention to the outward breath for a moment and just blows out and just do that a few times, blowing out. And what we're going to do is attach the what do I need to know or do about this to the outward breath. So when you were overwhelmed, you could just go and, 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 and the what to know or do is kind of automatic. Okay, I understand. Okay. To make that connection so that it naturally occurs. Yeah, yeah. So, everybody, and just set your intention. Just make a conscious, make a conscious, thoughtful decision that when you go on purpose, that you can through your overwhelm and understand what to know or do. Now, the answer might not come straight away, but it will come. So a conscious decision to connect that outward breath with the ability to cut through your overwhelm. Now, this is interesting because people experience overwhelm in different ways. Um, and this is a very big deal. It's not always emotional. Sometimes it's physical. Um, right at the moment, I'm being guided by incredible tension in my back and upper shoulders to remind people that that is a way that they're experiencing overwhelm. When our minds won't shut up, when they run at 100 miles an hour and you can't sleep for the, for the brain just going over and over again, that 
is literally your that is literally your mental field in overwhelm. So again, what do I need to know or do? And whose is it? Whose is this? And what do I need to know or do? And all within the framework of 30 days of wishing them happiness. Because, like Marion Williamson said, at the end of 30 days, even if you're just wishing you could wish them happiness and you're open to the idea of understanding what produced this monstrous behaviour, the combination of those things at the end of 30 days will bring you either transforming the world around you or you won't care. So you'll transform that behaviour or you won't care. How freaking exciting would that be? Suffering. Suffering. That is a freedom maker. Yeah. How to be free. Just apply those two techniques. It sounds so easy, so simple, but do it. Implement it. Try it for yourself. That will change your life. That in itself will change your life for the better. And of course, there is so much more in uh, the community of Jenny Pierce. So, so the book, the book actually steps people. The holy shit is it really true book actually steps people through their own beliefs because what I say might inspire somebody, but when the shit hits the fan, it's of no use to them. <laughs> Inspiration, it's what our knowing has to come up from the inside of us to be a foundation that sits underneath everything, even when the shit hits the fan. Mm -hmm. And what we do in that book is lead people through their own experience of understanding the truth for themselves so that they get this foundation of um, knowing all the way to their bones, you know, how fear works and what to do about anger and um, shame and frustration and, you know, um, explosive energy and worrying yourself to death and you know all of these all of these things mm -hmm. um, and it's all humorous and based around animals that's fascinating <laughs> all right thank you infinitely for your insights today for really bringing a completely different perspective and experience to the auditor the listener because that is transformational in itself. So we said that you have happiness and healing with horses. That's a community. We're going to make sure to put the link to join it in the description of this episode. You are the author of Holy Shit, Is That Really True? And it's, it's really the title of the book, super provocative, but actually so deeply transformative when you realize the value you got a glimpse during that um, conversation. I mean, I really invite you to check out Jenny Pierce's work because it's going to connect you back with your own emotion, 
your own happiness, your own joy. And you're going to realize that all that you have been fearing about connecting with all of that, it's just going to be gone in an instant. Yeah. So exciting. So exciting. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us today, Jenny. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Gemma. <laughs> and good luck and lots of love to everyone. Thank you.